Good to see all of you this morning. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, is where we're going to be this morning, talking about the best gifts of Christmas. The best gifts of Christmas. I want to get your brains thinking this morning, so I'm going to start out by asking you some questions. What is it you really want for Christmas this year? What is it you really want for Christmas this year? Second question. What is it that you really need for Christmas this year? What is it you really need? I'm piling on. I'm going to keep going. What's the best gift you ever received at Christmas? Do you know what that is? Do you remember what that is? Oh, and here's one. Do you even know what you got for Christmas last year? I was reminded as I studied for these many Christmas passages and landed on this one that Christmas isn't to be about the accumulation of our toys, but the expressing of our joys, which is what we've been doing here for the last couple of minutes. The reason I ask those questions is I think it's important for us to ponder and consider the answers to those. And the reason why I even ask what is it that we really want and what is it that we really need is because they're not always the same thing. Sometimes what we want isn't really what we need and sometimes what we need isn't really what we want. As you think about that, would you please enter into this passage with me in Matthew chapter 1 beginning in verse 18 where an angel is sent to give a specific message to Joseph. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, and verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. While his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband-to-be, was a righteous man, And because he did not want to disgrace her, he intended to divorce her privately. When he had contemplated this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. This all happened so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Before we talk about the best gifts of Christmas that we see here in this passage... Let's be reminded that the couple that God chose to sort of carry out his plan here almost got a divorce. I mean, their relationship 
almost ended right here. If it wouldn't have been for God sending this angel to Joseph, he was ready. He was ready. Because remember, in that culture, to be betrothed or engaged meant much more than it does today. Legally, they were looked at as husband and wife. So when Joseph gets the news that his wife-to-be, that they haven't consummated anything yet, is pregnant, he obviously, like any of us, would say, well, she's been unfaithful. And I do love what Joseph thought. And you have his thoughts here. Is that he was contemplating this. God said, he said, look, she's hurt me. She's been unfaithful to me. But I'm going to do this in a gracious way. I'm not going to hurt her just because she's hurt me. Which is important. Because we all know that hurt people hurt people. And a lot of times those who are hurting because they've been hurt end up lashing out and hurting others. But the Bible says because Joseph was a righteous man... He was going to go through with the divorce, but he was going to do it in a very private way. He wasn't going to drag Mary through the mud, as we say. He wasn't going to try to to pile on. He was going to end the relationship, but do it in in a very gracious way. But God was about ready to do something extraordinary in this world. And many times when God does something extraordinary, he he has to give his human instruments a little bit more information. And that's another thing that we see here is that when God needs to give his human instruments enough information for them to know exactly what's going on and to be clear about his will, he'll make sure that we get that information. Just like he did Joseph. He sent Joseph, an angel, basically saying, Joseph, Mary has not been unfaithful to you. It's okay. Go ahead and take her as your wife. And so we see all of this playing out here. And what's interesting is everything that's playing out and even this human dynamic between Joseph and Mary centers around the gift that we really all need And the thing that is talked about here of why Jesus came in the first place. I want to go down to verse 21. Look at this with me. She will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus, which by the way means God saves or the Lord saves or the Lord is salvation. Because he will save his people from their sins. What is the one gift that truly every human being needs? It's the gift of forgiveness. The gift of forgiveness. This is why Jesus came. In fact, it is the one gift that without it, no other gifts really matter. Because our relationship with God is all based on the fact that He has forgiven us in and through Jesus Christ, the one who would save us from our sins. Because we come to believe in Him by faith, 
All of our sin was placed on Jesus Christ on the cross. He bore our sin. And He took our judgment and our punishment in His place. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. And we can be forgiven by God by believing in Jesus Christ, the one who would save us from our sins. Without that forgiveness, we can't have a relationship with God. In fact, even all of our relationships, even with other human beings, is really all based on forgiveness. Without forgiveness, all relationships are somehow compromised. We don't really fall out of love with one another. We fall out of forgiveness for one another. We come to a place in our life where we stop forgiving. And what Matthew wants to remind us of is the best gift, one of the best gifts that any of us could ever receive is the gift of forgiveness. For without forgiveness, no other gifts really matter. It is the one gift that not only we need, but it is the one gift that we should realize is so important. Do we value forgiveness? And do we even understand what it took for God to forgive us? How important is it? God didn't look down at Adam and Eve when they sinned or any of us and said, you do this, this, and this, and I'll forgive you. No. The message of God in the Bible is, this is what I have done. All you have to do is receive it. To be forgiven. That's a big difference. And that's the gift that we are confronted with here in the Christmas story. Why did Jesus come? Why was he to be called Jesus? Because he would save his people from their sins. I think... There's a couple of things here. One of the reasons why many do not value this gift or think it important is because they don't even view themselves as sinners in need of forgiveness. We live in a world today and even within the church where we don't talk about sin anymore. And we don't talk about being sinners. And we don't talk about there's none righteous, no, not one. And we don't talk about that we are born as sinners and that we are depraved. We don't talk about that anymore. So people grow up without the realization that we are sinners in need of salvation and forgiveness. We don't call sin, sin anymore. We call it this and that and every other thing, but we don't call it sin. And we certainly live in a world where no one wants to take responsibility for their sin. And so therefore, there's many, many people in this world who the reason they don't even think about forgiveness being like the best gift at Christmas and why Jesus came in the first place is because they've never come to a place where they even feel like they need salvation or need forgiveness because they're a pretty good person. And then there's the other side. There's the side that says that, well, 
I'm too bad of a person. I've done too many bad things. I'm too bad of a sinner. I've failed too much for God to ever forgive me. And again, the Bible contradicts that. God says there is no amount of sin. There is no sinner. There is no amount of failure and all of that that God, through Christ, can't forgive and literally wipe out. None. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Even from the cross, Jesus looked down at those who had brought about his crucifixion. And what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. There is forgiveness for anyone and anything in Christ. He came to save his people from their sins. And if you and I are here today, and we have come to believe in Jesus Christ, we sit here forgiven. We sit here released from our sin and released from the debt that we could ever and never pay to God for our sin. And when we begin to realize the enormity of the sin that God has forgiven in us, the amount of it, and what it cost God to bring that forgiveness about, oh, we would value and realize how important forgiveness is. And it would be one of the best gifts we ever had at Christmas because at Christmas we would be reminded that's why Jesus came. He came to save his people from their sins and to bring forgiveness into this world. And there is nothing that can truly set a person free and get all of that, that weight that we carry around as sinners, like hearing, you are forgiven by God. Are you here today and you can say, I am forgiven? Every sin that you have ever done, that we have ever done, that we ever will do, has been forgiven, released, set free. Cast into the depths of the sea, never to be remembered anymore. When you and I get up on Christmas Day, this should be one of the things that we think about. Is that the best gift of Christmas has nothing to do with some of these things that we open, but with the things that we, in a sense, can open, but we can receive and enjoy. Like the forgiveness of God. In fact, keep your finger in Matthew. Go over with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. Let me show you this illustrated in Luke's Gospel, chapter 7. And what I want you to see in this is this. If you and I would understand how much we need forgiveness, and we would value forgiveness then the Bible teaches us we would actually be a more forgiving and loving people. In other words, the more we understand how much we have been forgiven and how much you and I stand in need of God's forgiveness and how much God has done to, to bring about our forgiveness, the more forgiving and loving we will be towards others. 
In fact, the New Testament teaches, just as Christ forgave you, meaning us, Christians, so also forgive others. So I want to direct your attention to this passage, beginning in Luke chapter 7, and verse 36, where Jesus is invited to a Pharisee's house. A Pharisee by the name of Simon. And while he's there, this woman comes in and begins to anoint Jesus. And I want you to see what's taking place here because through it all, all the wonderful things that's going on in Simon's house, there is a great teachable moment that Jesus is giving to Simon about forgiveness that I want you to see this morning. Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse 36. Now, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. Then when a woman of that town, who was a sinner, learned that Jesus was dining at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfumed oil. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the perfumed oil. Now when the Pharisee, who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, and that she is a sinner. So Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He replied, Say it, teacher. A certain creditor had two debtors, one who owed him 500 silver coins and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts of both. He forgave both. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon answered, well, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman... Notice, he says to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss of greeting, but from the time I entered, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfumed oil. And here's the key verse. Therefore, I tell you, Her sins, which were many, are forgiven. Thus she loved much. But the one who is forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. Did you see the principle in verse 47? Jesus says, for the the one who doesn't think there's much to forgive then there's not going to be a lot of forgiveness towards others and there's certainly not going to be a lot of love expressed because of that forgiveness. But to one who feels like, I understand the enormity of the sin that you have forgiven for me and what you have done to bring it about, I become now this very forgiving person of others and I become a loving person, appreciating what I have through my Savior Jesus. 
For Jesus says the one who feels like they were forgiven much, they will love much. And it will start with their love for God and then their love for others. But the one who feels like they haven't been forgiven that much, that there's not a lot of value there, that forgiveness isn't really an important gift from God, then they will not be a very forgiving person of others and they certainly will not be a very loving person towards others. Our love and our forgiveness towards others will be reflected in how much forgiveness is valued by us. What a great story. And again, it highlights that the best gift, one of them, of Christmas is forgiveness. But go back to Matthew. There's another one in Matthew chapter 1. Look at verse 22 and 23 of Matthew 1. Matthew writes, this all happened so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The second gift is the gift that we ought to want. The first gift is the one we really need. Forgiveness, for without it, no other gift matters. The second gift is the gift we all ought to want. Because without it, we will never be what we were created to be. And that gift is fellowship with God. You see, we were created to fellowship with God. That's another reason why Jesus came. So that God could be what? With us. So we could engage with God. So that we could hear God and see God and fellowship with God and have intimate communion and communication with God. And so we could talk with God and walk with God. This has always been God's heart for those He created. Not only forgiveness, but fellowship. In fact, it's very interesting to me when Matthew even says, this is what the prophet spoke about. Because really, not just Isaiah, but all the prophets of the Old Testament had the same message. The message from God was this. I want to be their God. I want them to be my people. And I want to dwell right in their midst. And that's why he even created the nation of Israel through Abraham was so that he could have a people that literally he could dwell in their midst and he could be with them and they could be with him and they could fellowship together. In fact, if you and I think about it and you go all the way back to the very beginning of the story of God and mankind, to Adam and Eve in the garden, what was it all about? It was all about being with God. Remember the Bible said that God would literally come down every day and would walk in the garden with Adam and Eve? And remember what happened when they sinned? What did they do? The Bible says they hid from what? The presence of God. See, sin separated us from our fellowship with God. It separated us from the presence that we could enjoy with God. The very thing that God wanted to give to us as one of the best gifts was to be able to be close to God. To walk with Him. 
That's why even today, it's not that God just wants to be with us, but through his Holy Spirit, he literally wants to be in us. He wants to be as close to us as possible. It's why every Christmas, when we think about the coming of Jesus, we ought to be reminded that we've got forgiveness and we have the possibility of fellowship with God, which is the greatest treasure of all. To be able to say, I have God with me at all times. In fact, that was the heartbeat of Moses. Again, let's take our minds back to the story of the Exodus and the people of God. God led them out of slavery in Egypt through the leadership of Moses. And they kept rebelling and disobeying and all of that with God. And God finally said to Moses, I'm done with these people. I'm going to destroy them. I'll let you and a few others go, but I'm done with them. And remember, Moses pleads with God, God, don't don't destroy your people. And so then God said to Moses, okay, I won't destroy them, but I'm not going to go with them. When you all go to the promised land, you're, you're going on your own. And you remember what Moses pled with God? Moses said, God, If you won't go with us, then I don't want to go. That's what he said in Exodus 33, 15. God, if you won't go with us, then I don't want to go. Because the promised land won't be the promised land unless you're there. It was always for Moses about the presence of God. And that's again why Jesus came. It wasn't just so we could receive the gift that we really need. The gift that without it, no other gifts really matter. And that's the gift of forgiveness. But Matthew tells us the other gift that we are given through the coming of Christ is the possibility of fellowship with God. To be able to be with God and enjoy Him and have Him as our friend. To engage with Him in such an intimate, personal way every day. Matthew says, this is why Jesus Christ came. So that we could receive these two gifts. They will call His name Emmanuel which means God with us. Again, when we think about Christmas, it's hard to think about Christmas without thinking about gifts. What is it that we really want? What is it that we really need? What's the best gift you ever received at Christmas? And Matthew is here to tell us That the one gift, above all other gifts that we really need, because without it, no other gift matters, is forgiveness. He came to save his people from their sin. And there is nothing like it. In fact, it's even hard to describe the one who's never been forgiven by God to be able to know as a believer in Jesus Christ, what it means to be released from our sin. 
To be able to get up every day and say, God, it's not based on what I've done or what I'm seeking to do, but it's only based on my faith in what you have already done. You've already provided a way for me to be forgiven. All I have to do is believe and trust in it. And and to know that our sins are forgiven and that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing else like that. But then there's also nothing like knowing. That every day, I can wake up and I can go through my day and I'm never alone. God is with me. He will never leave us or forsake us. And that you and I have our Creator and our Savior and our Lord and our soon coming King right there with us every day. And that you and I can talk to Him. And we can walk through our day with Him. And we can get close to Him and draw near to Him. As much as we want. Because that's again why Jesus came. So that God could be with us. One other thing. These are certainly the best gifts of Christmas, the the heavenly gifts that come to us through Jesus Christ from God our Father. But I want, want to mention this as well. And this is something that I think the older you get, obviously I'm getting a little bit older every year, you come to this realization. And that is as far as earthly gifts go. The most significant earthly gifts that you and I could ever receive are people. And I want to mention that. I want to take a moment to mention that this Christmas season as your pastor because I want you to know that every day I thank God for you. And that I look at you as a gift from God to me. And that far greater than any material or physical gift that I could ever unwrap. To know that I will get to go through some of my life or a season of my life with you. Means very much to me. Because... You're a gift from God in my life. And God wants us to, I think, view each other that way. That we are gifts to others and that others are gifts from God to us. So this Christmas season, when you think about what are the greatest gifts you've ever had at Christmas time and What gift do you really want or need? I hope your heart and mind will be drawn back to this passage in the Gospel of Matthew. Just a few verses. From Matthew 1, verse 18 through 23. Where Matthew clearly lays out for us that Jesus came at Christmas so that we could receive the best of God's gifts. Forgiveness, And fellowship with him.
Could we stand and pray this morning? God, I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for a Savior who came to save his people from their sin. What a Savior. What salvation. What forgiveness. And I pray, God, today as we contemplate and consider and ponder and think about being a forgiving people that we'll be like the woman at Simon's house. That we will forgive much of others and that we will love you and love others much because we understand the magnitude of our forgiveness. That we, we, will, we will begin to acknowledge and grasp what you had to go through in order for us to be forgiven. And then, God, I also pray that we would value the gift of fellowship with you. That Jesus also came so that he could be with us. And that every day as followers of Jesus Christ, we have God with us and in us. Are we opening up that gift every day? Are we enjoying your presence, God? Are we drawing near to you? Are we walking with you? Are we talking with you? Are we delighting in your love and drawing from it? God, this is why Jesus came. And I pray today that during this Christmas season, that the best gifts of Christmas, the gifts that you have sent to us through Jesus, and the gifts that you give us in each other, will truly be appreciated and acknowledged this year. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As we sing this last song, let's just sing it with a sense of gratitude and appreciation for the fact that we know a God that came to save us from our sin and to be with us this year. <laughs>